order in the court. It's time for Understanding the Law Radio. Well, hi, and thanks for joining us for another episode of Understanding the Law Radio. I'm your host, Peter Lamont, along with my co-host, Brendan. And today, we are going to talk about lawyers. That's right. We love lawyers. Uh, really? Yeah. Not just every lawyer. We're going to talk about the best lawyers uh, Well, you're out there. a lawyer. You say you don't love lawyers? I'm going to plead the fifth. That's I plead like, the that's fifth like, on that. That's like if I rushed into a burning building in my fireman's gear, which I'm not a fireman. This is just an example. To save people, I'm doing heroic deeds, and then I come out and a civilian asks me, wow, you know, that's amazing. You firemen are amazing. And I'm like, yeah, most of them suck. I don't know. Like that, that, I did not say that at you, all. You seem very negative on lawyers. No, I love these fictional lawyers that we're going to be talking about. Yes, but you don't love the real life ones? Well, it depends. People are people. You like some people, you don't like some people. True. There are good bakers, there are bad bakers. True. There are good lawyers, there are bad lawyers. True. And I have to say that that in the world of litigation, where there, you know, lawsuits, right? Sometimes you come across some of the most deplorable people. Some, yeah. of, some of them are just so difficult to get along with. True. It's, you know, like when they tell you that, hey, my wife left me and my second wife left me and I have a friend and his name is Jack Daniels. You understand why that person is in that position in life. Yeah. Because they're miserable. See, but, but now you're describing a stereotype of lawyers. Yeah, they're, they're all throughout Divorced fiction alcoholics? And no, that is not Sad, true. Sad, you know, miserable, bad people. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I want to tell you about a certain lawyer I've seen recently that renewed my interest in the concept of how lawyers are presented. You're talking about me? No, not really. Okay, go Not ahead. really. Although there was that time you famously rode into that uh, southern town and got mixed up in a crazy case where you figured out who the murderer was. Remember that? I, I did. It was a wild adventure. Did I look? Did I look like my cousin uh, Peter or something like? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That something. I don't. Remember. I, I was gonna say. Yeah, I don't remember. Did I go in with the last name Gambuti? Maybe. Okay. Maybe. Yeah, you were defending the two Utes. The two Utes. Yeah. Okay, so I was watching She-Hulk. Have Shulk. You, have you? No, not Shulk. <laughs> She-Hulk. You. This is the third time we've had a discussion about She-Hulk where you where you say, "Oh, Shulk." <laughs> no, what that doesn't mean anything. It just it makes me want to say it. Shulk. No, She-Hulk. She, she Shulk. No. Uh, and the and the whole thing is She-Hulk uh, is the cousin of He-Hulk, and they get in a car accident, and there's like a blood mixture. Yeah, and I heard becomes, the, I heard this origin story, but let me just ask a question. Yeah. So you mean to tell me that if Bruce Banner wanted to create an entire community oh, yeah, this is of, super fascinating. of super hulks. All he has to do is like cut his wrist and drip blood in people's mouths. I don't mouths. remember. I don't remember because it was a, a little while. I think a week ago since I watched the episode. But I think there was it was because she was related to him. But I don't, I don't remember. Maybe. I mean, if I was in the universe, I'd absolutely cut him and take his blood for my own. Oh, my God. You know, cross-contaminate. I'll become the Hulk. Well, how is it that Shulk is not freaking out? It's She-Hulk. How is it that, that She-Hulk is not freaking out like he does? Well, she does. She gets angry, and she turns into the Hulk and then beats people up. And, and loses she's, control of her yeah, faculties? Well, no, she's not. Well, no, she doesn't lose control of her faculties. Uh, the Hulk doesn't anymore, either, in the, in the well, Marvel Universe. For those of you that aren't aware, you know, not super into the Marvel Cinematic Universe, don't stay for the post-credit scenes of every movie ever. Um, um, at this point in time, in the current Marvel running canon, 
the Hulk is no longer the angry, raging monster. He's constantly the Hulk, and he speaks like a normal human, which is very disorienting. It's kind of like that gremlin, the really smart kind of, gremlin. Yeah, he's the gremlin really gremlin smart too. gremlin. Yes, yeah. that's him. Yep. <laughs> well, She-Hulk, if you don't know, is a lawyer in fiction. But can she be Shulk and I? Yes, yeah, she and become. I like, don't. Can she do law law cases as the Hulk? Yes, there was a specific incident in the episode where she was doing lawyer stuff, and I'll get more into that in a second. But a villain walked in and started tearing the place up. She turned into the Hulk and beat her up, and then turned to the judge and said, "Like now, I'm going to make my closing argument." And it was like, "Whoa!" So, so yeah. And then the Marvel. I mean, look, it's not supposed to be taken seriously. They're defending superheroes. Oh, no, they're, are uh, you sure? Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm defo- I'm sure that uh, the Marvel Universe at this point is not meant to be taken too seriously. But She-Hulk, it's not incredibly clear whether she's a defense attorney or a prosecutor. Like, they, they, they hint heavily that it's prosecutor and, you know, but they never really go into it. Um, it's very vague, right? Very vague about the law stuff. I know that in one episode she she dances. does turn green in she does the courtroom. Turn green, yes. So how authentic do you want it to be? Well, I, well, I'll get to that in a second because there is one movie. I mean, well, we already mentioned it, but there's a movie that's very accurate yet still a comedy. All right, well, hold on, well, before, hold on. Before just, you get there, you would just relax for a minute. Well, I was just Re- talking about my experience listen, watching. She, you're getting so worked up. I'm afraid you might. You wouldn't start. like me when I'm angry. Yeah, all right. Yeah, that's what I was afraid of. No, well, today we're going to be talking about fictional lawyers, and and you well, know, I'm I, sure I, they figured that out. I now. see you have this affinity for She-Hulk, so well, I liked the episode. I think the show is good. Okay, so we're going to be talking about uh, the eight, and this is a list that we compiled based mm-hmm. on other websites' um, analysis of the top eight fictional lawyers of all time. We're going to throw in some of ours as well, but. This list is sort of a, a mathematical equation. Yeah. It's an average, what? if you will, of because we took a sampling of all these websites that had listed yeah. the top fictional characters and we did some math, which I didn't do because I'm not good at it, but you did, and compiled this this list. We look at percentages and mm-hmm. ratios. This and is a very complex. It was very yes. scientific. And we said, all right. We these, wore lab coats. Y- yes. These are the top eight fictional lawyers yes shulk is not on there she hulk is not and to start off i just want to say she hulk is what got me interested in doing this episode there's not much to talk about with she hulk and the lawyer stuff she dances in her office it's fun it's it's you know exciting well let's but just it's not say really because as we go through this list we're going to talk about whether or not there's there's realistic components mm-hmm. uh-huh. to these fictional characters right let's just take a a, a vote here and well, let's not even vote. Let's just say She-Hulk is not accurate. Yeah, I'm gonna from, assume from a legal from perspective. The, yeah, from the legal perspective, right. She-Hulk is not an accurate. You show. You, you can't flip flop between prosecutor and defense attorney. You can't I, turn I green. I think she's a prosecutor, and they but they just they don't really talk about it. I haven't there's, watched uh, it. There's like really bad closing arguments, and it, it's it's whatever. It's whatever. Well, I haven't seen it. The woman turns green. In yes. the courtroom. We, fig- we, we have gone through now, that Does now. she rip through her pantsuit? Is that how that works? No, I think she stays in the suit. So, so she's she like has stylish like an oversized Hulk. suit? She's, she's stronger than the Hulk because she oh, stays boy. stylish. You know, that's the thing. Like, if, if the Hulk so were if like he a was like a GQ cool, Hulk? If the, <laughs> if the Hulk looked like James Bond, right, normally, and then 
turned into the Hulk and still had the suit on. That would be awesome. And then talk sophisticated. Well, well, no, that yeah, okay. whatever. All right, so, but so She Hulk, I'm gonna say not accurate no. and honestly not too interesting when it comes to discussions about law and not on our list of top eight fictional lawyers. Shulk True, does not but make it. I think that there's a point there where it's not to get too complicated here, but you know, we've uh, given her almost eight minutes. We of have time. given her too much, too time. much time, too much time since she's not on the list. You know, when it comes to superhero lawyers, I do think the Daredevil show. Did you see Daredevil yes. on Netflix? And and what is the name of their law firm? Um, uh, Foggy. No, no. Foggy Nelson, 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 Nelson and Murdoch. Yes, Nelson and Murdoch. I was Murdoch. thinking of his name. I think that Nelson and Murdoch um, were from from a comic book perspective. Mm-hmm. Oh, and by the way, stay tuned for our next podcast because we're going to be talking about National Comic Book Day. Yeah. And we're going to go through some of the most Biggest, famous yeah, and, and, yeah. and current comic book lawsuits. So mm-hmm. that's interesting for next episode. But Although that sounds like this episode is a comic book episode no, because at this point. You, you have been poisoned <laughs> by the She-Hulk's gamma-radiated <laughs> blood, and we have now spent so much time on her. Yep, all right, Let's moving wrap on. This up. Moving wait, on. Let me finish my thought on okay. Nelson and Murdoch. I thought that there were components of that Daredevil show, the one that was on Netflix, mm-hmm. that were good. Yeah. Like, you know, you could hear some true to life legal stuff and mm-hmm. then of course the rest of it just well you know well the superhero part anyway daredevil is not on our list yes i i, I yes so let's get on without the list. further ado yes here we go so number one on the list is atticus finch from to kill a mockingbird yes and this is a 1960s Harper Lee novel. I'm sure that everybody knows this. It's about a Southern lawyer uh, and a single father, and he is one of the few people who shows any sympathy for a wrongfully accused African-American man, Tom Robinson. Mm-hmm. And it really just talks about his defense and um, you know the, the harsh cross-examination. Um, and it, it really is, I think, a... First, a good overview. If you if you have to say what fictional lawyer has elements of reality in yeah. it, I think that does. Because I do think, especially with certain clients, I think lawyers can show empathy and can show um, real compassion and, and passion for what they're doing. And I think that this was um, a good showing of how a lawyer can be moral and ethical and and passionate about their clients. I think that the uh, scenes in the courtroom are relatively speaking accurate depictions of what it might be like. Now, this is, you know, 1960s America. So the court system has changed from 1960s America to today, but Atticus Finch is the number one. Okay. Okay. What That's you- fair. I read the book before. I uh, I remember I read it. I read it in school, so it was a while ago. But yeah, I, I remember it being accurate. You know, uh, at the end, uh, not, not to spoil it or anything, but I believe he lost the case, if I remember correctly. Right, he lost. Yeah, it was you know a, a, a bad ending, a, an upsetting ending. But I think there's some truth to the fact that like 
a lot of people expect lawyers to be these people with like these smoking gun arguments. They jump into the courtroom. Oh, you missed one thing. And then boom, they get them off and everybody's happy. People expect that the right thing will always be, you know, and brought people, out in the courtroom. People also think that the law is black and white. It's like, yeah. you know, hey, I'm I'm right, so I should win. Right, and that's right. not what it is. You know, there's two different uh, burdens, both in criminal and civil law, civil law that are, are differing burdens of proof. And it just, I mean, we'll talk about that, at, you know, legal aspects on other shows, but um, it's not as easy as you think. And just because you, you believe you're right, or, you know, there's some evidence that suggests that, you know, you were right. It doesn't yes. mean that you can prove it based on your burden. So yeah. it's it's interesting. But one of those, the next one on our list kind of ties in with what you're saying, and that's Perry Mason. Right. So Perry Mason. Perry Mason. I, I actually, I've done research on this. I am not a huge Perry Mason fan, but there is a lot about him that I find interesting because it has, there's one thing in particular that so many lawyer stories and shows and games have so talk about perry mason for a little bit and then i want to jump in all right so perry mason quote unquote solved murder cases yes right right. 82 novels 30 television movies and three television series uh he was a criminal defense attorney and he had this unparalleled winning streak yeah okay just he was just so good um well first of all lawyers don't solve cases right and um you know his whole finding the real murderer and um yeah and and this is what i want to that's talk about that's a smoking gun yep. that perry mason is not an accurate depiction of a yeah. lawyer so so here's the thing you've never played the video game ace attorney or any of the games in that series i've seen right? it well the whole thing with ace attorney is that you're a lawyer defending uh, your client but it always in every case boils down to you find out who the murderer is and make them confess on the stand after presenting, you know, countless evidence. They always just so right. happen We've to be a witness. We've talked about this on, a, yeah, on another episode. Have. Same thing with Legally Blonde, uh, where where I think it, I think Legally Blonde, where, um, you know, at, at the end it's found out who really did it. You know, it's exposed. Yeah. You know, oh, I've got this crazy argument. Turns out you did it. You know, everybody gasps. But the fact is that never happens. Lawyers' jobs are not to, you know, find who did it. It's just to prove their client didn't do it. Well, in criminal defense, right. it's, it's really, it comes down to, you know what, it's not even to, to prove that your client didn't do it's it. It's without a reasonable doubt, right? Right. You have to show, a, a, a prosecutor has to show that this person is guilty mm-hmm. right. beyond a reasonable doubt. So that threshold of reasonable doubt is very easy to shatter. Well, I don't want to say easy to shatter, but depending upon your client, it, it's, you know, it's such a high standard. So- for example, when when O.J. Simpson stood up and they put the leather gloves that had now shrunk, shrunken because they were soaked in blood. And, and you know, Johnny Cochran says, if the glove don't fit, you must acquit. Well, that was enough combined with some other flawed investigatory issues on the LAPD to create that reasonable doubt. And then the jury was like, well, we can't say beyond a reasonable doubt that he's guilty and that's how he ended up not being guilty but you know it's it's the same thing so that standard is so high Mm -hmm. you know yeah it's not proving that your client didn't do it it's just making the the prosecutor prove beyond a reasonable doubt so if you can throw 
you know, something up against the wall and make it stick, then it might be enough to create reasonable doubt. But neither Perry Mason or now that you're talking about Ace Attorney, neither of those people have any realism in what they're doing. Um, so there's that. But he is on our list because, like I said, our mathematical formulations, um, when you look at lists across the Internet of the top, he's on there. All right. Yeah. The next, since you brought it up, believe it or well, I, not. I just want to add something oh, about okay. this. I want to add something about this. It's only natural that all these lawyer stories end with a murder confession and someone being charged. You did it. Because they're stories. They're fictional stories. And in these stories, imagine getting a detective story where the whole thing, all the pieces are coming together. And you know, oh, the guilty, the, the person that was charged didn't do it. But then you're just left on edge. Oh, well, we'll never know who did it. You know, we'll never know who the actual killer was. That's disappointing. Well, there are films like that. Well, there are sure. tons of films where you're sure. like, what the hell just happened here? Yes. But I specifically mean, like, in, a, in imagine if, like, I don't know, Legally so, Blonde. No, no, here, no, I got it. I got it. I got actual, it. Stop. Yeah. I got it for you. Yeah. Miracle on 34th Street. You well, don't know if no, no, Santa no, 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 no. That's gets different. off. That's different. No, no. So what would have happened if all of a sudden they come in, they throw all the mail on the desk, and the judge says... I'm going to take a recess, and then then it ends. Well, that's that's different. I specifically mean everything is wrapped up, but they just don't find out who the actual guilty person is. Imagine in like any of those shows, right? Any of those movies where it's a whole story, because lo- most lawyer shows and movies end up being detective stories. You know what? I, would you agree with that? Where mm, most of them end up yeah. with it's not even about the law. They don't sit there and file paperwork. They yeah. go and investigate. They go that's find proof because the criminal element is far more entertaining right. and you and can that's build what I'm stories saying, around you know, it. With Perry right. Mason solving the murder, of course, every everything it's, you know, who actually did it and you and you want to know who did it. Not even you don't care because you know, oh, this person that is yeah. being charged, they're not guilty. The whole point of the story is who did it. You know, what's what's right. it's it's that's what it is. It's what it is. And, and so it's 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 only natural. It's not necessarily a a bad thing that these people are doing by making these stories about who did it. No, but you know what you should take away from this? Mm-hmm. Never look at a fictional lawyer and say, I want to be a lawyer because. Right. Right. And, and I, I'm, you know, we could be we could be funny about this. We could talk about, yeah. hey, I don't want to turn green courtroom. I, you know, but the reality of it is when I was in law school, so many people that I was in class with, when you'd ask them, why do you want to be a lawyer? Oh, I, I, I watched L.A. Law. You know, and it's like, wait a minute, you're getting your desire to be a lawyer from a fictional television series. Right. You most not likely good. would rather be a detective, not a lawyer. That's right. You know what I mean? That's you right. you want to be someone who solves cases and, yeah. you know, is, is a super genius and always has the answer. You know, you want to be more like Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, exactly. So speaking of that, because you brought this up mm-hmm. already, you've yes. named this person on I've our list. Person. Okay. On our list. I don't even think you knew you did it. L. Woods from Legally Blonde actually okay. makes yep. this list of top eight lawyers. Now, I have so no I idea why. Alert, the, 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 I always do this. I always jump ahead. Yeah. So this one probably bothers me the most because, you know, um, it was a book at first, right? And it's just a comedy. It is just a lighthearted comedy. Yeah. There is no truth to this. Right. You've got a law student who is smarter than lawyers who is doing all kinds of trial work uh, because she's sponsored by another lawyer. And while there's some aspects of truth to that, you know, it's a, it's a good movie. It, I've seen it. Yes. Yeah. But, but it's it not is, serious. It is not. Yeah. yeah. I, I, it's not as taken. There is seriously. nothing in that movie 
as far as I'm concerned, that you could take away and say a real life law is like yeah, this. Right. Nothing. And I and again, there's so much to it, you know. Obviously the comedy elements, obviously the fact that they skip over a lot of law related stuff, obviously the smoking gun, here's who did it. All that stuff. Yeah, completely. All right. Next on the list, Jack McCoy from Law and Order. I just want to say though, still a good don't, movie. Don't. Legally Blonde, still a good movie. Yeah, still a good movie. Yeah, Dom, though we're not saying it's bad. All right. I enjoy it. Yes, no, it's fine. It's so fine. Law and Order. Go ahead. Law, law and Order. order. I, I cut off your joke there. That's all right. I you, I was dumb, dumb, ing, and you, you yeah. just stopped me. All right. So anyway, um, so Jack McCoy, lawyer on Law and Order. I think that he was an interesting character, mm-hmm. uh, very passionate, and then also self-destructive. Yeah, um, he wasn't. A, he wasn't a great lawyer. He no. withheld evidence. He, you know, sometimes harassed the witnesses. You know. Yeah. So I think that that's more of a case of someone who's not the ideal lawyer being presented in fiction. Because on top of all of these smoking gun, super genius, murder-solving Sherlock Holmes levels lawyers, there's also the side of evil, you know, greedy corporate fueled like oh forget don't worry about who does there's always with all these like bad lawyers it's always you know and i don't know if it's with him because i haven't seen too much law and order but a lot of times i see it's like oh we don't care about who did it or who didn't do it you know we care about one thing money and it's like oh remember that movie we we talked about this i think in the past devil's advocate oh yeah that movie was all about well satan was the partner of that law firm yeah and the guy only got in by defending you know uh Defending a a uh, an abuser, yeah, a an awful you know person, and then he, the guy that that had the cockfighting. Remember how he was like, oh, sac- sacrificing the chickens. Remember that that was his I first case. Remember that, yes. Started sacrifice for some that's religious right. ceremony, that's right. That's right. right? And that that whole thing, you know, it was like, oh, defend all these bad people, and you'll get this huge office. And the point of that was they're all Satan. <laughs> so they, you know, but I see a lot of times that that's. You know, presented and it, it's not entirely untruthful. Like there are a lot of real life. Wait cases. a minute, what's not untruthful? That Satan is no, 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 a partner no, no, at a no, law no, firm. No, 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 no. It's not entirely untruthful. Untruthful that a lot of very, very rich and famous lawyers defend hard to defend people. And I don't want to bring up any specific yep. real life cases, but I'm sure you can think of one or two. Of oh yeah, that person was guilty, and that lawyer defended them, and that lawyer most likely has an office right now, like the Devil's Advocate movie. Well, some of the lawyers that that take on those high profile yeah. murder mm-hmm. and, and criminal cases, mm-hmm. they they know they're going to lose, but they do it for the the high profile nature. And of it. I can think of one or two that won, and because of that, you know, when I think of those kinds of lawyers who, like, they have to know, right? Like, they have to know that. Their client is, you know, based on all the evidence that came afterwards and beforehand, guilty. But they take on the case. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, know you know what, what I'm saying? saying? And I'm I not saying you. all lawyers are like that. No. I'm saying that a lot of no. that idea of the the evil corporate right. lawyer it definitely exists. Well, but I don't just, think it's as prevalent well, as some media would suggest. Yes. Well, I don't think that. Well, I have known some partners and some lawyers mm-hmm. that do have similarities to Satan. I'm going to say that uh, it's probably untrue. Well, I, I'm sure none of them are actually Satan. All right. So anyway, let's get back to our list. So yes. we've been through Atticus Finch, mm-hmm. um, which I said is, is there's some levels of accuracy. Perry Mason, not accurate. Jack McCoy, we talked about. Oh, semi-accurate, semi, but, mm-hmm. you know, still not 
accurate. Elle Woods, mm-hmm. no, no, right. not at all. Right. Next on this list. Yeah. One of my favorites. Yeah. Vincent Gambudi. Yes. From My Cousin Vinny. Yes. 1992 film. Um, it talks about Vinny Gambudi, who was kind of a lawyer, and he yeah. gets involved defending, I think it was his nephew, who was wrongfully accused of killing somebody at a convenience store in, right. in Southern, you know. I think that this movie is not only fantastic and, and very funny, but a very accurate portrayal of it. And now, sure, there's there's some stuff that's not, but there is a level of accuracy to the movie. Uh, I just want to... Well... Yeah, go ahead. The level of accuracy, I agree with you, believe it or not. Higher than most on this list. Yeah, the level of accuracy deals with his reasoning in the last few arguments that he makes. And even the earlier proceedings where he's held in contempt of court and all that, remember? Well, a lot of that, though, I mean, if he pulled that stuff in real life, he yes. would have been in, in, in trouble. They, Surely. Maybe even ethics violations. But his his reasoning was sound at the end when he connects the dots to... Talk about the tire tracks and that, well, that sort of was, thing. That was his uh, girlfriend or wife. I don't remember. It was his girlfriend. Yeah, that was her that did that, and she was considered an expert witness because of her right. um, previous. Uh, I think she worked at like a like a car thing. I don't remember yeah, exactly, but 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 that whole the whole process of how he got her on the stand yeah. that's not accurate. Sure, but I think that the a lot of the levels of accuracy are this. First of all. There is no murderer in that movie. There's no, you did it. They don't solve it. They get them all. They get the two youths freed, and then they never, you know, highlight, oh, it was this person or oh, it was that yeah, person. that's true. And I don't remember if they if they ever show who the, the murderer actually was, but it doesn't end with a resounding, you know, and I know because you did it. It, it just ends. They, they, they're, you know, not guilty, and that's it. And it's really more accurate than all these movies that end with a crazy villain reveal. Um, it also has a lot with, um, you know, how the actual proceedings take place. Yes, there's some stuff that's not realistic. Like, yeah. he would have been in more trouble for the yeah. for the stuff he did. And, you know, her going up on the stand, yes, slightly inaccurate. But the fact that, you know, I, rem- I remember seeing people talk about it. She was considered an expert witness. There was a lot of the actual proceeding stuff that took place in the movie. That was good. Well. I think that the reasoning is accurate. The mm-hmm. forget about the procedure because that would procedurally it was not done right. But the questioning and the rationale to prove that there was a reasonable doubt, I think, was accurate. So I like I like that. Yeah. All right, next. So what do we have? We're up to uh can't remember the number. Let's look at the next one on the list, Lieutenant Daniel. Kathy from A Few Good Men. Remember this one, I Want the Truth. You Can't Handle the Truth. Remember that whole thing? Yes. So this is obviously a military proceeding, slightly different than what we would see in in you know our everyday life, right? Criminal or civil. Um, mm-hmm. Not a good lawyer, not prepared, but very captivating because of his outbursts and, and the things that he's done and um, so, you know, I, I think that overall for me, I don't know how he made the list. I think just because of the, um, I don't know, 
the 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 I want the truth, you can't handle the truth argument or 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 line. I I don't know. How do you feel about this? Do you? I feel like the one line as well as his his overall you know recognizableness probably yeah. had him made the list. So I I don't know. Would you know, say though. he's that accurate though? No, I don't no? think so. I think that. Well, I mean, accurate, yes. Yeah, accurate in ways of, of showing that he's not the greatest lawyer because he was not prepared. He was easily influenced and swayed. He was impulsive. So, Inexperienced, overconfident. Yeah, it, there's a lot of things about him that as a character had flaws. Um, so I'm I'm on the fence about this. I'm not even I'm not personally. I don't think he should have made this list, but that's just me. But you know who did and should have made the list is is our next Ooh. one, Saul Goodman. Yes, Better Call Saul. I think first of all, I just I love the show. I love the character. Yeah, and I think that there are a lot of aspects of Better Call Saul that are really really accurate. I think that. The depiction of the large firms where his brother worked um, and the struggles that he as a solo attorney faced, that's all accurate. I mean, there are so many stories where, where solo attorneys you know, struggle, and mm-hmm. um, so that's very, very accurate. And I think that some of the emotions and things that he went through, um, not, not the stuff that he got involved with at, at you know, well, when he was in Breaking Bad, you know, getting involved with the cartel and and some of the things that he did. And that's not to say that there aren't lawyers out there like that. There are. There are lawyers that are in organized crime. And, and you know, I'm not condoning that. But I think that there were aspects of Better Call Saul that was, uh, was very, very mm-hmm. accurate. And accurate, I think, initially in, in the early years when he was trying to do the right thing. But every time... He tried to do the right thing. It just blew up in his face. And then he went back to, you know, what he was prior to law school where he was kind of a con man. But I, I love the character. And I do think that there's a lot of, of realistic aspects to it. A lot. I, I think a lot of people, though, when they think of lawyers, if they're not aware, they think of someone like Saul Goodman yeah. who will do, like, cheap tricks to, yeah. to get ahead. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, Saul Goodman, the character himself, was a bad person. Yes, yes, he was a bad yes, person. Yes. And I think that uh, at the end of the series, he tried to redeem himself um, and, and to go back to who he really was, you know, Jimmy McGill versus Saul Goodman. Um, but he spent his life as a con man. Yeah. So, all right, next on the list, Harvey Dent. From Batman. I think this is incredibly realistic because all lawyers are very two-faced. Oh, that's horrible. That is right. If I only had right? a dump bump. Oh, I was I was about to do it. I was about to smack on the table. Oh, that was so that funny. Was horrible. Okay, Harvey Dent. I've been waiting for that one the whole time. In in the dark night, I did not see Harvey Dent do anything related to the law. <laughs> nothing. Okay, nothing. So Harvey Dent. From from a, a entertainment perspective, I, I, I would sure. want to jump in here. I just want to jump in here. There are hardcore Batman slash comic book fans who will say, "But you're forgetting about Batman, the Scarlet Winter, where where Two Face was an excellent lawyer." Sure, you know, like sure, we don't, we're not. I am a little bit more aware of the Batman stuff, uh, but we're not, you know, saying anything here with 
Well, let's just say that he used all of his knowledge as a uh, district attorney. Yeah. Right? Where he was prosecuting criminals to become yes, a yes. criminal mastermind. So yes. there, I guess all that training served him well because as Two-Face, he... Well, in the movie, he wasn't that much of a mastermind. Not he, in the he, movie, he was... but in the comics. Spoiler alert. Okay, just spoiler. It's come on. It's years. Two-Face was not a good no. mastermind. He died after like less than an hour in the yeah. movie. Two-Face was... A also, also, you want to bring up Two-Face's mastermind in the movie. The jo- <laughs> I remember the scene. The Joker walks into the room wearing like a nurse outfit and a and a mask over his yeah. mouth. It's clearly the Joker. And Two-Face looks at him and then he says like hello and Joker takes off the mask and Two-Face like gets all angry and goes like ah. He, but but in all of his genius, he couldn't deduce this guy with green hair, big black eyes and <laughs> and a crazy face was the Joker before he pulled off the mask. So yeah, I don't know. Uh that's just a minor gripe. But I don't recall Two Face ever doing anything specifically nope. lawyering. Nope, nothing. Not nothing. in the movie. Um, nope. Yeah. Nope. No. All right. So I think that's our eight. So let's just go through it again. We got Atticus Fitch, Finch. We yes. got Perry Mason, yep. Jack McCoy, mm-hmm. uh, Daniel Caffey, L. Woods, Vinny Gambudi, yes, Saul Goodman, and Harvey Dent. Mm-hmm. So that's the top eight. Now, I think. Uh, noticeably missing from this list yeah one of the most realistic is the guy from the simpsons lionel hutz yes. no, i'm kidding he doesn't absolutely love this, but he is a funny funny yeah uh character yeah we did a um a video yeah it was uh called pop culture court yeah look that up on youtube pop culture court we did a video where he you and i in person discussed the um very famous lawyers in animation from right. clips and then, of Family Guy, The Simpsons, you know, et cetera. Yeah. And so go check that out. We, yeah, did, we should do that him. again because that was really that good. It was and we, should, we could do another one of these podcasts again because I enjoy talking about famous lawyers in fiction and t- talking about how realistic they are. I just are. am not going to do another show on Shulk, okay? All right, we're we not, don't have to do She-Hulk. We're not doing we don't have another. to do a She-Hulk episode. Clearly, you have this distaste, an unnecessary distaste for She-Hulk. I liked the show. Um, I think we could do, you know what I, you know what I thought of during this episode? I bet you an episode on jurors would be interesting. Oh, that would be interesting. You want to know why? We've got the 12 angry ones. We've got the ones from, uh, I, I don't remember what movie, but a lot of movies have interesting jurors. We've got That's the best you can uh, come up with. Well, we you got know 12 what? Angry we've ones. got a lot that we could have a, we could have a big discussion about that. All right, we're going to save that for next time. We're going to yeah. have to work on that a little the bit. The 12 I don't angry know about ones, that. yeah. yeah. We we, I'm sure I can come ones. up with more. I'm sure Maybe can we can talk about each one of the 12 angry ones. Yeah, dopey, uh, sleepy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They uh, live with, grumpy. They live with Cinderella. No, that's Snow White. Oh, okay. What? Are, Are you, you correcting me? me? Are you kidding me? Oh, my God. All right, that's going to do it for this episode. Thanks for joining us. Hope you had a good time listening. Uh, check out that YouTube uh, video about the, I was just like reaction to yeah. pop culture uh, or something or other but it was pop culture court you got you got to no, it was properly, pop culture court yeah, but properly say the name of the video or else right. people won't know where to find it we'll check it out and then if you like that let us know i mean give us some comments feedback and then we'll uh, be able to give you some content that you are enjoying so yeah. that's going to do it thanks for joining me we'll see you next time thanks for listening to understanding the law radio if you haven't done so already make sure that you subscribe to the podcast we're available anywhere that you listen to your podcasts including amazon apple music Spotify, iHeartRadio, and many more. Also, don't forget to check us out online on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thanks again. See you next time.